0: Welcome to the Loverwork Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking.
1: What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs>
1: I've been thinking about this.
0: How did you handle this?
1: The man's kind of got it good.
0: I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This is really great. I really. Rolling. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the love of Work podcast this is Jeff and I'm Andre and over the next two years we're actually like 30 interviews in now that's crazy We're on our way to do 100 interviews um, asking a question is it possible for both of us to be living out our purpose in life and stay in love and raise a healthy family that is the love of work project and this is the love of work podcast where we share some of those interviews with you <laughs> you're having some pee
1: problems right
0: there there was a lot of peas in that. Sentence.
1: So let's start with who we interviewed today. We interviewed Drew and Natalie French, and they are the founders of Your Pie Pizza.
0: Your Pie Pizza. There's like, how many did they say?
1: Over 60 locations. 60
0: locations.
1: They're in 17 states nationwide. Oh um, they first started in 2008, so they're 10 years in. I'm
0: and getting hungry kind of just thinking about the stores right now
1: well your favorite food is pizza so yes anyways they were great and you can definitely look up your pie pizza see if it's around in your area your state
0: it's a hang on it's really cool you go through and you pick like it's like a it's kind of like a subway kind of experience but yet yeah, for pizza
1: well you pick your ingredients you pick and your, you have your own personal pie
0: yeah it's like i don't have to share with you it's great
1: Jeff loves not sharing <laughs> with
0: me. This is actually a reality. It'd be interesting to do a poll to see how many couples, how many people like. There's don't
1: like to share. Yeah. I think yeah. it, I it think would be general. always like the men's side doesn't like to share.
0: I don't know that that's always the case, but I think there's always one person that likes to share and one that doesn't. And it ends up becoming a a An constant issue? little issue. Anyway.
1: Yeah. It's a constant for us. That's for sure. Sharing is caring. Oh, jeez. So, come on, give us your three things to listen for.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, these people are awesome. They live in Athens. They're Georgia Bulldog fans. But the three things I want you to listen to from Drew and Natalie French are number one, they started their business on their honeymoon.
1: Yes. How romantic. How romantic. They'll never forget it.
0: Number, in Italy, by in the way. Italy, I mean, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I number love it. two, this is okay. So, for me, this is kind of a bucket list thing in all of life. I wish I would have said what I asked the question on this, but the idea is Natalie, if you go to a your pizza uh, location, you can order the gnat off the menu. Yes. She, she has a menu item named after her. Jeff I've, is very jealous. I have always, this is like a bucket list. Someday in life, there's going to be a Jeff. A Jeff or a Schoenbarger, maybe?
1: No, a Shinny.
0: A Shinny. Oh, a Shinny pizza?
1: That's like the nickname you've always had.
0: Yeah, I wonder what it would take to convince them it's It would, not, it's it, not going to happen. It
1: would be interesting. I don't think it would happen. But the Nat Pizza, you don't like anything on it. Yeah, so. what's on it? <laughs> Spinach. Right. It's already a no. It's a
0: no. <laughs> it's already a no. All right, moving on. And the then last the third thing, th- thing that they shared about is when they opened their first store. They said our marketing strategy was turn on the open light, and people will come you know, but it's interesting to just hear like they've been at it for ten years they've had so much growth now they know all these things to launch a one of their locations really well. they partner with local charities to to kind of give to them in that first week it's really cool, but they're great this is going to be so much fun uh, let's get let's just let's, let's do it let's, let's hear from them dive right in let's do this
1: all right, Natalie and drew we're so glad to have you, and you guys. I was trying to figure out, are you co-founders of the Your Pie Pizza, or you just came up with the idea together? How did this kind of come about? I read somewhere that it came about on your honeymoon.
2: Is that true? That is true. Do you want to tell the story, or, and I'll chime in?
3: Um, sure. So um, I have grandparents that uh, immigrated from Italy um, to the United States um, in the 40s. And we still have quite a bit of family um, in Italy, in Ischia, which is the island right off the coast of Naples, near Capri. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and we, when we got married, we wanted to go to Italy, which is amazing. And I wanted to show Drew where my family's from. You know, we got to visit with them, and really, there is where the concept was created. Based on our experiences gathering with family, cooking pizzas in the brick oven, and that's the start of it. Two years later was when we opened our first store. Wow. But that was the, the light bulb yeah.
2: experience. Yes. Yeah, so I, I had been... We were in, living in Atlanta. I had been working for other fast casual brands. And we got married high school sweethearts. Uh-huh. Um, and I told them, we're going on an 18-day honeymoon. And they said, what? <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> um we had always been thinking of this, what's the next fast casual kind of concept that could, could be. So pizza was, was in the arena of what we were thinking because we had grown up in the sub boom, the burrito boom, the better burger boom, the yogurt boom. And we were thinking, well, what's, what's next? So luckily, um, I married Natalie and she's Italian and <laughs> pizza and, and Italians go well together. And we had that experience in Italy And that's really where the light bulb went off we, we loved, like Natalie said The Italian culture Everything was about food and family Around this big table And, and that was similar to our upbringing Both our families, it was all about that as well So hmm, that's great. That, that's how it started
1: And are you co-founders together in this? Do you both work at this together?
2: <laughs> yeah, you want to tell that story as well? Uh, wow,
3: well, it's kind of a There's a lot to it, I guess. Um, So yes, we are co-founders. However, I was never in the restaurant business, never wanted to be in the restaurant business, never planned to be. So we opened our first location in 2008, April of that year. And my dreams were to be a veterinarian. So I had gotten into vet school that same year and started August of that year. So quickly, I was not really able to, I mean, I would come in when I could, but that school is pretty demanding. So for four years, the first four years, I was pretty much hitting the books most of the time. Mm. Since then, I've, I mean, lots happened. We've had children, um, but I've been a part of it, you know, in various capacities.
2: Yeah. Natalie's the your prime muse. All the, (laughs) the tagline came from Natalie, our most popular pizza, the Nat was Natalie's creation. So, uh, Without Natalie, your pie would obviously not be what it is at all. Um, but I think the good and the bad thing for your pie and for our marriage was that when we first started the first store, Natalie also was in vet school, so we both were had our heads down, kind of on our own track, really not even supporting. We were kind of hanging out a little bit uh, when there's an hour here or there. But um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, you know if our marriage would have lasted in my opinion, if we didn't both have such a hard thing happening at the same time, because it truly did, I think, focus us on something. And um, we kind of were just like, all right, we'll see you maybe on the weekend some here or there. But it was an interesting experience those first four years.
1: Yeah, uh, we definitely resonate with that. We understand that. Because I went yeah. to PA school and People actually uh, didn't think Jeff was really married. He said he had a wife and nobody ever saw me.
0: I was part of this like small group <laughs> at my church and I would always go by myself and there was all these couples and I'm like, I'm married. They're like, really? So I was <laughs> it was like the ghost wife. So one day, yeah. one day, three
1: years later, I showed up at one of the events and everybody was like, oh, you really do have a wife, you know? <laughs> she is real she's real <laughs> yeah
0: well let's go back a little bit to you said your high school sweethearts so we'll yeah. move forward with the business stuff in a minute but talk to us about how you guys fell in love and stayed
1: in love since high school what
2: <laughs> yeah um well we met in 10th grade Natalie remembers that more than I do I think mm-hmm. but uh we uh we met in 10th grade and actually that, that year um I was trying to figure out a uh, homecoming date and my dad was like, "Why don't you take that Pisano girl?" Uh, I, my dad knew Natalie's dad, and I guess liked him, and thought, "Well, he's got a nice daughter." So I was like, "I don't. Even, I'm not even friends with her." Natalie was in the popular crowd, and I was, oh, you know, not true. It, it was it would have been a huge leap of faith. But fast forward to senior year, um, we had a class together. I think I slid some notes across the mm. desk. Yeah. I, I think I wrote some Dave Matthews band lyrics mm-hmm. down. Ah! And that's, uh,
1: that's how <laughs> they always win the ladies.
2: <laughs> Dave um,
1: Matthews. <laughs>
3: yep.
2: So uh that won her over, I think. Uh but uh no, we uh we started dating senior year and luckily we both went ended up going to the same college, uh. Go dogs. And <laughs> Natalie would tell you that I tried to break up with her, but she's tried to break up with me more than I've tried to break up with her. <laughs> Over the years.
3: We never actually ever broke yeah, up, though.
2: We, we never have. Um, but, yeah, so we were high school sweethearts and got married at 22 right out of college. Wow, yeah. So, so
1: that's young, too. So how many years now yeah, total have you been married?
2: 12. 12 years. Uh, and been together 18, 19? Oh. 18, 19? Yeah,
3: 18 I think.
2: <laughs> we yeah. had our first date anniversary, November 4th.
3: Yeah, 18 oh. years. We still yeah. celebrate that. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I like that. And you have children now too, right? Yes. Uh, we have two daughters, the almost 6 and 3. So yeah, we another kind of part of our story that's always was interesting was I found out we were expecting our first daughter the week I graduated vet school. Oh, so that boy. was <laughs> That was great. It was wonderful. It was just a little a little bit more than I expected at the time, um, and it's it's been an amazing experience, um, for sure, being parents. So, so, yeah, we have two daughters. They're great.
1: So did you go on to become a vet, and that was your practice? That was what you worked at, all the things? Or did the kids <sighs> yes.
3: change all of that? Um, yes, to both. I um, I did go on to practice. At my I, I was an equine veterinarian out of veterinary school. And I wanted to, you know, at least give it a shot, you know, working, having an a infinite home. And uh, I did it for about six months.
2: More After Anna was born. Eight but
3: months, yeah.
2: She was out in the, I remember freaking out because she's out working on horses eight months pregnant. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that that's the safest thing if with a the, with the horse kicks you, but um, it's her, it's her passion and, she was, you know, top of her class in vet school. So definitely, we weren't planning on having Anna. Um, it was a curveball that that came, a, a blessing. But we certainly were not thinking kids at all. We were both so driven with with our our two careers happening. And uh, but yeah, like Natalie said, she she worked through having Anna, and then six months after having Anna, we looked at each other. We live, you know, we're not right uh, next to family, so. We, they did support us as best they could living in about an hour and a half away but we made a, des, a decision as a family that I was traveling a ton with, with your pie your pie was growing um, opening stores outside of the, the southeast and Natalie was on call nights and weekends oh my and so goodness. we just had we had to make a family decision unfortunately uh, for Natalie she put her career kind of on the back burner so that we could raise a family and so your pie could continue on,
1: yeah, um,
2: and so that that was definitely a big decision that we still battle with, I would say, even now, <laughs> six years later.
1: Yeah, Natalie, how does that make you feel? I mean, are you is this something that you were just thinking we're going to hold for a little while and I'm going to come back to this, or is this something that you feel like you've really just had to completely let go? Because that's a lot of years of school, yeah. Yeah.
3: So I still um, have my license. I'm still keep that up. So I think that I do hope at some point I'll get back to it in some capacity. I think at the time I knew it made sense for our family, but I I grappled with and I shouldn't have now looking back on it, um, trying to make have it make sense to other people. Hmm. Um, because I think I worried too much about that because um, I knew in my heart that that was what we, what we needed and mm. what was best for us. Um, but it was hard to get the question, you know, why, you know, you worked so hard, you did so well, why, you know, that was, and I, I struggled with how to respond and, and have it make sense for other people. But I'm realizing, even you know however many years later it's been, that doesn't really matter. you yeah. know you don't yeah. it doesn't have to make sense for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's been a, a lesson for me for sure. so
0: I, I want to dig into that for a second. So it seems like what let me say that in a voice because we've had to process that personally too on both sides of the spectrum yeah. of that question, you feel like there's outside pressure that people give that put, they put on you in the midst of that, whether that is, um, and, and it probably on both sides of that equation. Is that fair to say? Like, how did you process that as a couple? Like I'm curious if you could give advice to other people that are processing that right now.
2: Well, I think it was, it's just hard to, you know, like you said, uh, four more years of school, her class could have had a great career and still can. It's not like she can't, but you know, getting those questions at the, the the dinner party or whatever. Oh, you're not practicing. What? What's going on? You know, that mm-hmm. they don't understand, I guess, everything that we've gone through behind the scenes uh, with that, with raising a family and with your pie. So some people, I, me looking in, I, I don't want to speak for Natalie, but people don't understand how someone could go through all that, incur all that student loans and, and go through that challenge and then just not be currently practicing it. But like Natalie said, she is a vet she still answers all the, all the questions, the texts, yeah. uh, people oh, that we the haven't text seen since high school yeah. say, Hey, my dog is throwing up. What should I do? Go see your vet. <laughs> <laughs> but know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been hard for, for both of us because I feel the guilt that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still get, getting to live out quote unquote, my dream, um, my passion. And so I, I feel guilty, but and I know Natalie feels guilty, mm-hmm. but, we, we kind of had to weigh the decision at the time and that's the decision we made.
1: Yeah. I'm also interested. So kids affected for sure, Natalie and your career and everything. How did kids change and affect you drew with your pie? Did it change anything about your business? Did it change your travel schedule? How did kids affect that for you?
2: Um, certainly I, you know, i it affected us in the the sense that I was traveling a ton. And then, you know, I've got a newborn at home that I want to be, be with and support. And so it did. I, luckily I had a team that, you know, picked up a lot of the slack on travel at that point in our, in our evolution. um, I also made a decision to sell a portion of your pie at that time to try and bring in more people um, to the, to the team. So we could continue to grow in that fashion. So again we made two big decisions that when we had our first child, Anna. Um, one was, you know, for Natalie to kind of step down in her career at the time, and two was for me to uh, sell a portion of the company so that I could bring in uh, more support for the system. And that's been again two big huge decisions kind of spurred out of that. I don't know, you know, looking back would we have done either if we had didn't have kids probably not maybe not uh yeah. we don't know but definitely kids having kids gave us that decision point to make okay i have a totally different question and i'm curious
0: this is like I'm just is, getting excited here do you see well i've been wanting to ask this to someone and i think you guys could probably understand owning a business is stressful is that a fair statement <laughs> <laughs> like it never fair, goes more away. More than fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, how does that stress? Like how do you guys as a couple manage that? Yeah, manage that stress when you come home. You know, like I have and, and what well, you guys just gave me look like. I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious. <laughs> I am not saying that to be like you have to have the solution. I thought, it could I thought be more about the to
2: that.
3: Yeah, I I don't know that we have that answer to be honest.
2: Hmm. I think that um a lot of times, what I've done personally has been work harder, <laughs> hmm. and that makes me less stressed when it comes to work. But that puts more of a burden on the family hmm. and the love part of the uh, the equation. So, I think we both process the stress differently. I, for me, I get up earlier and and try and work around hours so that I'm not affecting the fa- you know the time with the family, but Natalie will tell you that there are times when I'm really stressed about something. She can tell I'm just not present. I'm, I might be present, but I'm not present. You know, I'm I'm staring off into the horizon thinking about something else that I could be doing somewhere else I could be. Mm. Um, and that's been a huge burden on Natalie. And I don't know if the kids sense that as much. Um, but Natalie definitely has been the one to pump on the brakes for me and say, Hey, Drew, you need to, you need to back off a little bit um you need to um chill out when it comes comes to work and she's always been that that kind of barometer for me but in terms of just stress we um i don't know
3: <laughs> i think and this probably is not the best advice i mean maybe it is but i um i've learned i we're both fix-it people you know we want we want to provide a solution to whatever is causing the stress in our lives. Mm. But I am learn. I have learned and I am learning that sometimes it's just time. Sometimes you just have to have faith and knowing that like, you're not going to feel this way forever, Mm. you know, that whatever is causing you to be stressed is going to subside to some degree. So I'm trying to teach myself just patience it doesn't come very easily for me, hmm. but that's that's where I think I've I've gotten with yeah. managing stress. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would say, it, like a tangible thing, and that's true. Time does, I guess, heal some some wounds, <laughs> maybe. But find a workout regimen. Like the mm-hmm. thing that saved me over time is sweating. Mm-hmm. Sweating. If you sweat every day, I find that your stress level can melt away. Um, and I certainly don't sweat every day. If you are just listening to this, you can't see me. I definitely could sweat more. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's, yeah, sweating is good for stress, in my opinion. I
3: think also as a couple, um, it's beneficial for us to step away from our everyday situation sometimes and realize that there's more going on out there than just,
2: you yeah. Know. Yeah, we realize we got to pretty good and there's people that have a lot more challenges and stressful situations than we do so I think that's part of it too is is just understanding that a lot of times when you look back at a situation you realize that actually wasn't that bad (laughs) Um, or that was actually the good times and like you just have to to me you have to live in the moment and and realize that there's the grass is green is kind of a, a thought that I always have is the grass is green I think everybody's always is trying to figure out where, where else should I be? What Where could I be in a better spot? And right. a lot of times you're in that spot. You just don't realize it till later.
1: I like that. I was also interested. I was looking through Natalie. You are an artist and you yeah. are great. Oh, my goodness. I was looking at your Instagram account. But I want to know, is that something that's always been within you? Or is that something that you just kind of maybe since you've – not been doing the vet thing uh kind of this is a passion you have and kind of started that or what what's going on with this art thing you got going
3: <laughs> that's a good question I, I would like to know um <laughs> I yes I had never or I had never um been an artist I was you know always told I was my strength Strengths were in math and science and that was the avenue I went down um so I picked up painting just on a whim when I was ex- pregnant with our second daughter and um, it was towards the end of my pregnancy. I I guess instead of nesting, I felt an urge to be creative hmm. and I just kind of sat down one day, bought a watercolor set and just started painting. Um, so that's been almost four years since I started and I think it was probably a little bit, I think it had to somewhat do with, you know, I wasn't practicing at the time and it was an easy, quick outlet for me. And I kept at it and it just has evolved. It's something I can still do during like nap time. And it's been a nice outlet. I've, I've really enjoyed just experiencing something something different. I think that part of my brain kind of, was feeling a little dormant, lonely. Yeah, <laughs> dormant. So I, it's been a nice balance for me. I feel like, uh, may, and I don't know, maybe it probably would not have come about had I not been practicing. Had you know, Drew not been growing your pie. So I'm, I'm, I think there's a, a there's a lesson in that that obviously you're you have these dreams and you have these plans and these goals and you know circumstances may. Make them take a different track, but there's another beauty that can come from that. And being open to that is so important. And, you know, not closing yourself off and thinking, well, I'm not able to do what I want to do right now. So I'm not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: But I think learning that you can evolve
1: yeah you know, and personally I, I think it's interesting too because I mean I'm in medicine so I get your brain but it's like you go into this very you know scientific fix-it brain mentality in one way mm-hmm. and you really do kind of have to close off the art and the you know like creativity Definitely. part because it's very specific you know and so I love mm-hmm. that you know, you're right. Like maybe if you'd be practicing, your brain would be so focused in that, you know, left brain side yeah. that your right brain wouldn't be able to have that release, you know? And so now yeah, you get to do that. I love that.
3: Yeah. It's been, it's been a, a fun and it's, I've learned a lot about myself through it. So that's been, cool too. Yeah. But yeah, I think that when you're practicing, you, you almost can't even let your mind go there. It's like, that's like a dangerous place to be. Almost. (laughs) Don't get too creative. (laughs) Lives are at stake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So, So, um, your pie is like, is a franchise now with 50, how many locations now?
2: We have 66 locations tomorrow. We're opening our 66 location tomorrow. That's incredible in in
0: just 10 years. That's phenomenal growth, right? And as you franchise, I'm guessing a lot of the new owners of restaurants are oftentimes probably couples. I don't know if they always are, but it, it could be a common thing. So I'm curious, if you were to sit with one of your franchise owners... And as a couple, or not—not not that they're all couples, but there, sometimes there are, right? And you were to and you were to give them advice, like you're going to own this business, you're leading this business based on what you guys have learned as a couple leading a business. What advice would you give them on the front end? Because I know we we and have a lot of
1: listeners yeah. starting their own companies. Exactly, together. we have a lot
0: of people that are listening that are are starting things, and I, I'd be curious because thinking about it through the lens of the people you guys are leading. What advice would you give them that you wish you would have known when you started?
2: <laughs> well, it's funny. The other night I was actually talking to uh, a couple that owns, they own two locations and they, they're five years behind us, literally like they they're five years younger than us, been married five years less than us, just had their first daughter. As they op- had their first daughter, they opened up their second location. And so I was just, all these things, I'm like, the similarities. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, you know, I was talking to them about just how how tough a time it is for them right now. Because I, you know, going back five years was that that kind of fork in the road for us as a family, and they've done they've done a similar thing. Um, you know, she kind of took a step back from being in the business um, because that was the best thing for their family. You know, obviously the business. Um, if you the more people in the business, the business you know can and and is better typically. So they've been struggling through that and just us having that same situation. I told them, look, we, I, I know where you're at right now. I know that this is not easy, but you know, if you keep your head down and, and fight through it, you can come out the other side and and have a, you know, continue to have a great experience. So it's a challenge. We have, I've got, you know, other franchisees who are much, you know, older and have given us advice, I guess, or given me advice as as we've gone as well. So I think the, um, The biggest thing is just giving people perspective that starting a family, owning a business, it is a hard thing to balance, you know, all three the the business, the family and and the relationship. It's very hard. Um, So I don't know if I gave anybody any insight other than it's hard. (laughs) It's hard, but it's, it's rewarding. If you can, if you can make it out the other side.
0: What would you, what would you say, Natalie?
3: Oh goodness. Um, I think that there are different seasons of your life I'm learning are going to pose different challenges. And the best thing that I've learned to do is learn from your mistakes in the season before beforehand. Um, I think that, and I don't know if this is going to answer the question or not, but the thing going back to when Drew and I met in high school, he was so, he was the guy that was getting together to hang out and to be social. And I was attracted to that. I mean, he was I, a leader. And that has also been the one thing that I love the most about him. It's also the hardest thing to support as a wife.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. <laughs> and and sometimes I feel like that trait that he was blessed to have and that I love so much I'm also fighting sometimes because it's you grapple with the drive that he has and its effect on your family and you know, your life personally. And I think that if I were to help advise other franchisees or just other people in general with business and a family, I, I think that you have to remember where you started, why you started and know that, that's where you know your foundation is and that sometimes the things you love the most about each other are the, the hardest things to support hmm. um, when you're married and starting a business so I don't know if that really answers the question but I think that it certainly I have to remind myself of that um, quite often as a spouse to some a dreamer I mean I'm a dreamer too but he's more of the dreamer at this point in our life. So, um, I've had, and that's another thing, like I've had to kind of, my dreamer portion of me sometimes gets a little bit downplayed. And so Mm. it's, it's an interesting dynamic, but I would definitely advise people to remember that the, probably the the stresses that you are feeling are due to the things you love the most. Mm. Yeah,
0: Like you don't want them to, you don't want him to not use those abilities. But at the same time, you're like, can't you just like dial it back some days? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, we, yeah, I, I mean, we can 100% relate with that. Like, that yeah, I've actually heard those same things from Andre. It's like, there's times where you, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like, no, she would say, Jeff, this is why you exist to pursue this, to, to but it's these driving
1: people. me effing crazy.
0: Yeah. But do you have to do yeah. it today? <laughs> like, do you have to do it today? Like, can you just kind of push it off to tomorrow? Like, that kind of mentality. Um, she, and, yeah. and, and anytime she's like, I don't want, I don't not want you to do this. Right. Like, yeah. That is not, I don't want to take that away from
1: you, but help me out a little bit here. You know?
3: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But it's creating, me to be
0: an
1: insane person. Yeah. Uh, So Drew, how do you feel now that you are learning to support your wife in where she's at and, you know, with a different role now, like with her art and with the family, with the kids, how are you learning to support her in different ways than before? Obviously before it was like, you let her study, give her Give her all the study room she yeah. needs. And now that's totally yeah. different. You know, it's a, it's a totally different phase of life right now.
2: Yeah, I think I, I'm, I wait to be asked for help instead of just being more proactive. And that's something I am need to work on is being a more proactive supporter, helper. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm always there if, if somebody, if Natalie asked me or the girls asked me. But I certainly want to be a more proactive leader for them. And uh, you know, with, in terms of Natalie's art business, and it, it's actually she was being modest earlier. She's actually a tax-paying business. Um, <laughs> I I, I told her, why are you, <laughs> why do you want to pay taxes? I don't understand why you're <laughs> uh, knowing, knowing what you know. Why are you wanting to, uh, to to start a business? But no, she's she's got a growing business that is in its infancy, and I you know I'm I'm trying to support it as best I can while also still trying to, to grow the, the current business we own. And so I think we've, I think over time, uh, things have evolved, but I do, I mean, my, my number one goal is always to be number one family and in, in our relationship. But I think that, uh, again, Natalie has to tell me when, even though I may be thinking that in my head, maybe my actions aren't, aren't speaking that. So she's been, been great at telling me, but I, I do need to be more proactive in that.
0: I um, so I I grew up a pastor's kid, so I spent a lot of time at the church. Like it just kind of happened, right? Like it's like, where are you going to be this afternoon? Well, we're all going to the church. It's like, well, it's not. There's no church happening, but you're there either way. But you, you gotta know? like
1: do the bulletin. <laughs> you got yeah.
0: I was I was stuffing bulletins bulletin, at age six, I yeah. think,
1: putting them on the seat.
0: Um, I'm curious. Love to hear your girls. Uh, you, you said two two girls, right? Um, if they were to walk, cause I'm guessing they've spent a lot of time at your pie. If they were to walk into your pie, what do they, is it like they own the place kind of like, what do, what is an experience that they do there that, uh, cause I'm guessing they spend a good amount of time in those stores.
2: Yeah. They were there last night. We were making some pizzas for a the Christmas parade we were going to, but they, they like to play with the dough. <laughs> um, they, they do think. They can just walk anywhere in the restaurant, but I have to tell them you can't come behind the line because <laughs> they're not quite in uniform yet. Um, although Anna, our oldest, will be running running something someday. She she's that like instigator and aggressive, active. Uh, likes to be in control. Let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> Scarlett, Scarlett's Charlotte's gonna be more the dreamer, more the getting everybody. Um, on the same page to, to have a good time, but yeah. um, I think they they think it's kind of cool that that we we make pizza, we make a lot of pizza, and uh, but yeah, they they'll certainly be in there getting their hands dirty. They seem to like it. They at home, I do a lot of the cooking, and they love to sit up there on the counter and help me cook. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, so they they want to be artists pizza makers and teachers, all the the three things they know um, (laughs) that we've kind of shown them throughout the years. So it's been kind of cool. I
1: love it. So your family, Natalie, is all Italian too. So is this something, are you frequently going back to Italy? Is this something that is part of your family dynamic?
3: We go back, um, growing up, I probably went with my parents, probably three or four times, every, every few years. And we've gone back once as a couple since our honeymoon. we brought brought and our older daughter. She was our only daughter at the time. Um, when she was about 18 months old, we went back and visited okay. our family. So we're about due for, yeah. <laughs> for another, we got, another visit.
2: We've got a trip planned there this summer. One of, we were going to go as a family. But one of our best friends um, is getting married. In okay. Tuscany. So oh, yeah. we're oh, going to, yeah. and it's during the school year. So we're going to make that more of a couple's trip. I love so it. our girls are going to have to wait another year to go. <laughs> we try and go every other year. It's a great place. I recommend everybody um, go to Italy and fall in love with something there.
3: Yeah, the island that my family is from is amazing. It's next to Capri, and everyone knows Capri or has heard of Capri. Um, but little insider tips. Get Capri and go to Iskia. Um I'm like writing phenomenal. this down
1: because I'm excited
3: <laughs> already. It's just a, it has everything that Capri has to offer, but a more um, wholesome, you know, less real touristy experience. Yeah,
2: yeah. And if you own a pizza store, it's, a, it's an R and D trip. It's yeah, an R&D trip. exactly. I mean, you're e- if you're eating <laughs>
1: pizza in Italy, I feel like you could write that off. I mean, I feel like.
2: If, <laughs>
0: If we would have started a pizza business on our honeymoon, which our honeymoon is very romantic. It's like every time you walk into the pizza store, it's like reimagining your honeymoon again, right? Isn't that what it's like? Is, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just
3: like it. Just, not not uh, when yeah. it
0: becomes your every single day. Okay, so I know, um, I, I know that your business, like you guys care a lot about kind of lo- the, your local communities and how those stores impact those local communities. Can you share a little bit about your heart behind that and how that plays out in your work?
2: sure i mean i think it started really back when we opened the first location Um, we didn't know what we were doing i mean i had i had some restaurant experience but literally my grand opening marketing plan was turn on the open sign and kind (laughs) of hope that that people uh, would come in Um, and it's evolved now we've got a a much more dynamic marketing strategy Uh, but anyway but what we do know now is as we're a growing you know chain sometimes The chain is an evil word in some circles. But we truly believe that and we know that the world doesn't need another pizza place. Like it's not like if we if we don't open up another your pie, no one's going to starve from not a lack of pizza. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of pizza um, places. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of pizza. So what we focus on more is how how are we improving the communities that we serve? We want to come into each community and we want the communities to be like cheering that your pie is coming in because over the years we've done so much um for the communities that we serve in. and each your pie is locally owned um that's a big big caveat to what what we do and the partners that we partner up with we want them to be leaders in the community um, doing things that, that make their communities a better place to live we we certainly do not want people to say oh great another your pie like that that's no big deal like we want people to be so excited because they know that when we come in, they're not only going to get a great experience, pizza experience, they're going to know that we're coming in and improving that community by being there. So it really started in the first store and it's, it's continued on and we've um, our franchisees really buy into that and really focus on that and our most successful stores are the ones that give back the most to their communities.
1: That's Awesome.
0: And that, like is it every two? Is it Tuesdays or like your? Is that right? That you partner with um, local organizations? Yeah, with different
2: nights and different markets. But okay. yeah, we we have um, they're called different things in different markets. Benefit nights, where basically we partner up with a local organization and give them a percentage of sales. Um, also, when we we come into a new market, um, we do what we call dine and donates, where again we we partner up with a local organization. And give a hundred percent of our food away the first week, and ask for donations to that local organization. So we'll raise anywhere for that organization between five and fifteen thousand, depending on how successful it is. And uh, that that gives gives back from day one. And so we're coming in as, as a friend, not as a uh, this evil evil pizza empire is coming in to take all of our <laughs> take all of our. Uh, money from us or whatever the case may be. Now, I will uh, will say,
0: if someone hasn't been to your pilot, because we didn't say this before, if someone hasn't been, explain, because it is kind. there's a unique experience that you guys create. So explain
2: how you would explain that experience. Sure. um, Some people say we got the idea from Kramer and Seinfeld. (laughs) But uh, uh, (laughs) Seinfeld, Seinfeld people know what I'm talking about. But we basically, when we opened up, again, even in 2008, there was still a lot of pizza in 2008. So we really built the brand around being completely different than any other pizza place. So it's all um, personal uh, pizzas and you come in and you have to get what you want. Um, One of the things that we didn't like growing up was arguing over, do we want to split a mushroom pizza? I don't like mushrooms. I don't like olives. So you end up with a cheese pizza. Um, At your pie, we have white wheat and gluten-free dough we're actually about to launch cauliflower crust. Um, we have Look eight Look at sauces, you guys thinking about, thinking
1: about those I millennials. Know. I
2: don't even know what that is. It's not even. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's those millennials. It's
2: for the uh, it's for the no carb diet folks out there. The yeah. keto diet, paleo, folks. keto, gluten free. Yeah. Yeah. it's gluten free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oprah is really 30. into it right now, so. <laughs> If Oprah's into it, we got to be into it. Um, Oprah <laughs> made one. <laughs> she did. Um, so yeah, did. You, and it's, it's brick oven pizza. Like I said, we 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 got inspired by Italian pizza, it's Italian style brick oven pizza. So the idea was let everybody get exactly what they want, um, make it really high quality and delicious, and at a price point that everybody can can afford. And uh, and so we we try and create this experience that's different than any other, any other pizza experience. Um, so we kind of launched this new fast casual pizza category in 2008. Now there's a lot of people doing it, which is good. It validates, you know, back when we first opened, it was trying to convince somebody why they should come and get a pizza at lunch, why they should get a personal pizza instead of a large cheese. And so now the, now the challenges are different, but um, it is a category that's, that's the fastest growing category in the, in the food industry. And uh, we're right there with it. So it's been... It's been a ride, <laughs> but the idea was be different than any other pizza place.
0: Love it. And you went yesterday. I went yesterday. I hadn't been before. There's one that just opened up right near our office. Uh, we're in yeah. I uh, heard a Memorial had- in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So my team all went yesterday. I'm like, we're interviewing these people. I haven't been there yet. This is crazy. So I went and we <laughs> had an incredible experience. It was awesome. Thank you. That's
1: awesome. Good. All right. So we're on to our last question. The last
0: and final question. Which is
1: who we ask what we ask everybody. Is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? Both of you gotta an answer too.
3: <laughs> you wanna to start or do you want me
2: to I'll start. I think that uh, yes, I am a positive forward thinker. I think it is possible. <laughs> Um, but I don't know that it's possible at all times. I think, I think in different seasons of your life, something has to take a back seat, unfortunately, if you're going to do all three um, at the same time. And in our personal experience, we have had to do that. We have had to sacrifice one for the other at times when it, we thought it made the most sense for the overall good of the family. But uh, so I, I'm a positive thinker. Yes, I, I believe it's possible, but it is really, really hard. And it's not without a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I would say. But at the end of the day, if you're committed to each other and and work as a team, it can be done.
3: Drew's the (laughs) ever-optimist.
1: The dreamer is always saying yes.
3: Of course. So I think that you can have love and work, but you have to change your definition of what that is based on the season that you're living in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Explain Um, that a little bit. I think that you have to take everything into account based on family, career, and then redefine what love looks like and redefine what work looks like for that so like Drew said, depending on, you know, the season of your life, you have to be willing to change your definition mm-hmm. of love and work and be flexible in, and and what, how you define that for yourself personally, more than anything, I think you, of course you do it for your family, but personally you have to take a, a, a long, hard look at your surroundings and create a definition of love and work. For that season of your life and you th- have to think less in the long term almost and more in the short term which I know seems counterintuitive because you can say well eventually it's worth it and you can have love and work but I think if you look more inward in your given situation and create a definition where it works together then yes it's possible but it takes a lot of reflection yeah reflection yeah and and it'll change and you, so I think it's, there's a freeing feeling in that, like, okay, this is how love and work is going to work right now. It doesn't, it's not always going to be this situation or in this context, but this is how it looks in this given moment. Um, yeah. And I'm very stubborn. Sometimes I, it, it may not be exactly how I want it to look, but I think there's a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that it can evolve and
0: change. Um natalie, I was just thinking I don't know if this will be in the record or not but you're you have a r you have a really great gift of of communicating i think um I have a feeling uh i have a feeling i don't know how often you guys bring everyone together in your corporation or company like if that's a if if all the corporate owner or all the owners get together once a year or something but I have a feeling you could be a really strong voice on behalf of the families there I, I don't know I don't know how you guys you, use her in the midst of those situations but I would highly recommend I think her voice is she's she's really gifted at this and actually talking about the tensions that go along with it so anyway, whatever that means yeah. for
2: you all well, she's run our conference the last two years Has she?
0: <laughs> I, I, I literally yeah. had no idea that yeah
2: there you go <clears throat> I love that. Um, yeah, no, she's the uh, she is the a strong voice and a great communicator. I try and learn from her on how to communicate, yeah. not just with others but with her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: understand that. Oh my goodness!
1: Well, thank you guys so much for yeah. being with us. This was great.
0: And now it's time for the breakdown.
1: Yes. I felt like it was, uh, Natalie had some great stuff that I really liked hearing. I really loved hearing kind of what she, that internal process that she went through about when she finally made the decision to stop being a veterinarian and to kind of stay home with the kids and just mostly like her biggest concern was really worrying about what other people thought, even though personally, internally with her husband, she knew, knew, knew that she really wanted to end her career at that point and take a break. Like she knew it, but her biggest struggle was that communication of it and what other people would think about it. And I mean, I definitely resonate with that. I mean, med school is difficult thousands and thousands of dollars of debt. Um, And so that's hard. It's hard to kind of rationalize that. Right. And um, I feel
0: like in all these family decisions, that's something that plays a role that often we don't talk about. It's like managing the perceptions of our community in the decisions that we make. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. She identified that really well. And and you know, her story is so interesting, like veterinarian turned pizza owner turned artist. artist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I wonder how many things she'll add to her resume in the next 10 years.
1: But I do, I mean, with that, like she talked about how to be willing to evolve and change and be flexible. And I mean, what stuck in my head was, in my mind was, you have the right to change your mind. So you get to say, guess what? I want to do something different. Mm. I don't want to do this anymore. Or, hey, I'm going to try painting. Let's see how this goes. Like, you have a right to change your mind, mm. and that's okay. And you don't have to explain that to anybody.
0: And as a person that's in community with others, it seems like we need to remember that. That we need to remember, hey, if that person changes their mind, what does it look like to love them, to encourage them, to be Support for them? them in the yeah. midst of that decision. Yeah. Something I wrote down that she said also... The things that you love most about your partner are the things that make it sometimes hardest to support.
1: Oh, yes. That was that resonates very
0: well for she me. She said it so articulately, too. Like, I thought it's probably something she's really wrestled with. Like, she said, the leadership, the leader that my husband is, this is everything that attracted me to him. That he is, mm-hmm. like, this thing that I love most about him is the thing that at times pisses me off, basically. You know? Yeah. And you and I have talked a lot about this.
1: Yeah, a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, I fell in love with a people person that loves to listen to others and encourage others. And, and then, you know, I've got like both kids screaming and crying and wanting to get home. And Jeff is still talking, still chit chatting. You away. have this
0: amazing ability when we run into someone at restaurants where they're like, Oh, Hey Jeff. Um, I have this project and that I'm we're like getting started. out you literally <laughs> like just there's this slow walk that you don't say <laughs> hi to the person and you just move on and I'm like there she goes
1: yeah you know it's just getting stuck in that for a long time I can I know how to get my way out of those things all right enough that the one other thing I like that he said
0: mm-hmm. which I, think, I wonder if it was the same one that I wrote down go ahead
1: which I think let's think, let's think about it. Partners, how can we support each other? And I love that he said, not waiting to be asked.
0: That was exactly, yeah. Be proactive instead of waiting to be asked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think that goes both ways, probably not waiting to be asked men and women.
0: I feel like I could improve in that.
1: I feel like you could
0: do. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh man. I was trying to be, Wait a second.
1: I was trying. Oh, you to wanted like, me to say that back? N- yeah. Oh, I think yeah.
0: Maybe I oh. was hang on, I was being proactive in that moment <laughs> uh, and it would have been cool if you could have been proactive. But instead you just oh. like bashed me. Ouch. All right. Man. All right.
1: All right y'all. This is another <laughs> episode of Lover Work, but definitely check out your Pie Pizza. Go and the pizza tastes
0: so good because it was exactly what I wanted.
1: Yeah, and Natalie really is an amazing artist. If you want to look at her stuff, she's on Instagram, and it's at Tulip Magnolia.
0: It's beautiful stuff.
1: Yes, check her out,
0: and we will see you next week.